0: from every side. In the darkness is the light. Out of the
1: shadows of my life. In the darkness is the
0: light. Welcome once more to the So Weird Podcast. I'm Zach.
1: I'm Kathy. I'm
2: Emily. I'm Kat.
0: And tonight we are talking about Boo, which um, we would have gotten to earlier if we were going in the Broadcast order, but we've been going in the production order. So now we're going back and talking about a Halloween episode during the balmy month of June. Now, what's this week's supernatural mystery?
3: Um, I feel like this one's just too weird, even if we're so weird.
1: <laughs> it's about the dead who have come back just yeah. for one night. Yeah, the walking that dead, the walking dead, or the spirits, however you want to call
0: it ghost or I mean I guess you could call salwane Wayne kind of the theme of the episode
3: it's more of an anti-Halloween episode
0: yeah and you know that's one of the reasons why I'm a little disappointed in this one because I'm a Halloween freak it's my favorite holiday I plan for it all year round and go way over the top I basically watch nothing but horror movies for two months because of it, it I, I plan my whole year around Halloween and to find out that Fiona is not a Halloween fan was very disappointing to me
1: I don't know. To me, it makes sense. I like her reasoning. It makes it hilarious.
2: (laughs) And I like that they call her Ebenezer Fee.
0: Yeah, that's cute.
3: I'm a Halloween fanatic. I love the month of October. I love Halloween. But I do kind of see the point with Fee's reasoning where she doesn't like that there's a whole day dedicated to making fun of what she's trying to get people to take seriously.
0: I mean, I think she's just being a a super serious teenager because, (laughs) you know... To me, it's not a mockery of those things. It's a celebration of them.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and it's just to have fun. So, yeah, I agree with you. She's being a little too serious there.
0: But she's like, what is feel like? 13, 14? That's normal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I guess we should preface this episode by saying that none of us really like this episode very much.
2: Yeah, it's called Boo, but it's more like Boo. (laughs) 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 You know, I... Rewatching this, I just want to say that, you know, as a kid, part of the reason why I didn't like this episode, and even when I got older, was because I didn't totally understand it. But this time around, I was actually forced to pay attention to everything that was happening because, you know, we were taking notes and everything. So I understood it more this time, but I uh, still don't
3: like it. <laughs> I have rewatched this series so many times that I know, like, most of these episodes by heart. And I I've understood Boo for many years now, and the more I understand it, the more I dislike it.
0: <laughs> what do you think, Kathy?
1: Um, yeah, I never understood this episode until I actually sat down and tried to understand it. And I'm thinking, like as a first time watcher, like, it seems that you just you don't know what's going on until Fee conveniently explains the episode at the very end in like two sentences
0: well for me it you know this wasn't one I remember very well from a kid I do remember Henry Winkler showing up in an episode which we'll get to in a minute I remember that because as a kid watching it I didn't know who that was at first and then my dad was there like oh that's the Fonz like oh okay I know who it is now um (laughs) I don't know if anybody else watched Happy Days as a kid but I did
2: (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) yeah um yeah so that's pretty much all I had remembered about the episode before revisiting it a couple years ago. And um, and even then, I feel like the first act of the episode, when it's Jack and Carrie and Fiona going around the town and being just a little goofy and we're learning about Fiona's feelings about Halloween, that stuff to me is okay. It's not like top tier so weird, but it's fine. It's not bad. But then... Uh, henry winkler's character fergus McGarity, shows up and just kind of destroys the entire episode
3: (laughs) (laughs) so we should probably talk about how this episode opens up we are on the tour bus with molly carrie jack and fee and jack is facing a crisis of teenage proportions with a huge (laughs) bit on his face and then this is where we get to learn a little bit of ned's backstory when carrie's just like Oh no problem. My dad was working at the Kiss reunion tour, and those guys taught me how to do some makeup. I'll got I've got you covered, and I can make you up. Carrie, bounty mask.
0: Yeah, we should mention that Jack, when he says he has a zit, he's actually wearing a monster mask. Yeah. And there is that funny line from Carrie about how old rock stars should do crunches if they're gonna wear spandex.
3: Yeah, and then Fiona's <laughs> line was like, "Sure, you can make a makeup." Scarier than this, pointing to the map, but scarier than this, and holding Jack's actual face. Uh
0: That
3: was a
1: cute
0: moment. Yeah, like, that stuff is kind of cute. I think Jack and Carrie are acting a little too goofy in a few of the scenes, but, you know, it is Halloween. Everybody gets a pass. Yeah. And we do actually do get... uh, There's at least one other kind of cute Ned-Irene scene. I don't remember now the specifics, but when I was just watching it like a half an hour ago, I thought, oh, that's a cute scene, and now it's completely gone from my brain.
1: Oh, is it where... Ned is getting the vegetables from the bed and breakfast garden thing and
0: uh the garden, yeah. The garden. Yeah, Irene yeah. is
1: just she, she's so grumpy the whole time and she like makes a face at not wanting to eat the soup or something. So, yeah, Ned's like, I could never get her to eat her vegetables.
0: Yeah, that's a cute little moment. That's weird. Um But the whole premise of the episode is kind of dumb. Because you know, I don't. What, what's the name of the town? Did they say what the name of the town is in this one? Rhiannon. Rhiannon. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, in this weird town, you know, Jack says Happy Halloween to one of the people earlier, or something about Halloween to one of the people in town earlier, and they have no idea what he's talking about. But after sundown, all these mysterious, kind of zombie esque ghostly ghouls show up.
3: Molly and Carrie think like, "Oh, the town's throwing this up the Halloween party. How cool!" Right. Here's a guy's arm off whoa, these prosthetics are amazing.
0: Yeah, and their reaction to that probably shouldn't have been as muted. Probably should have been like, oh, Jesus, I just tore a guy's arm off. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and we find out that this town celebrates the Celtic festival of Samhain and the dead are roaming the spirit. But there's some – or roaming the world, I mean. But there's some weird trade going on where somebody has to spend a year in the world of the spirits or something.
3: Yeah, this part of the episode reminds me a lot about the Supernatural Season 1 episode with the Scarecrows. And Ah. for the town to be prosperous, somebody had to be sacrificed every year. So I think it was something Mm. like that. For the town to prosper, somebody had to be sacrificed every Halloween.
0: Right, but instead of them just being killed, they just spend a year in the world of the undead. Which, is where, Which
3: apparently smells very bad.
0: Well, I would imagine it would if you're around, you know, people who are decomposing and rotting. And that's where uh, Henry Winkler's character comes in. And like I said, his performance is just irritating. Agreed. He's really yes. hammy.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I hate it. From, like, the minute he appeared to the very last second. <laughs> With his face in the gravestone, too.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: And his relationship with
3: his wife is, like, the strangest relationship ever portrayed <laughs> in children's television. Where, like, he's begging his wife to let him back in the house. And the things he's saying, he's like, off, oh, your feet. Like, he sounds like, do you remember in the movie Matilda? <laughs> Not Matilda, A Simple Wish, the other Mara Wilson movie. Okay, well, there's an evil fairy, and she turned her dog into, like, her assistant. And then, of course, the human assistant acts like a dog because it is a dog. And it just reminds me so much of that. Like, he acts like a dog man.
0: <laughs> that That's a very specific reference. Um, <laughs> you know, no, it's just he... To me, it's like a husband that got kicked out and he's trying to worm his way back into the house. You know, he's been sleeping on the couch for a year now. And... But it is... It is weird. I mean, I'm not like like weird in like the fun so weird way. Weird in just kind of like what the hell am I watching weird. way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, she took and- him out and sent him to the spirit world. Like, not for a weekend or anything. Why isn't he more angry?
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like if that, that would be, be, be the end be angry, of the relationship
3: for me. trying to get on our good side so it doesn't happen again. Because she's in the one building in the entire town that has a lock on it. And if you're not locked up, somewhere safe where the zombies can not get you then you get taken down to the underworld
0: yeah it, it's just so dumb it's <laughs> a lot of really yeah. silly things in the script and on one hand that's kind of cool because it does remind me a little bit of like the shirley jackson story the lottery where i don't know if anybody's read that yes but um but like not well done you know like instead they go really broad and goofy instead of kind of weird and creepy which is where they should have gone i think maybe
2: I just agree that the tone is totally off for this episode. Like, if you think about the premise, someone getting kicked out of their town, you know, having to go live in their underworld for a year, and then coming back is kind of cool. But, yeah, they just make it so goofy that it it just doesn't work.
3: Yeah, and then Fiona's basically following this guy around just because he's weird and, you know, she's attracted to weird. But, like, she's just following this guy around. I forgot about that. You're right. But still, like, she's just following them around, eavesdropping on their conversations, and doesn't it occur to her, like, if this is the portal to the spirit world, like, why isn't she trying to exploit this to contact Rick? Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking.
0: Yeah, that would have been a a good way to make the episode more meaningful, but nope, they didn't do that.
1: It could have been, but I think Fergus has said that it was just the spirits of that town. But then, yeah, that could have brought up, like, oh, what if this were to happen in um hope springs but yeah well and another thing
0: about that conversation fergus is having with his with his uh wife it's just so convenient that he's explaining this to her so fiona can listen in and find out what the heck is going on maybe not the smoothest writing decision there
1: yeah so once fee learns that if you're not you know locked away then the spirits are going to take you down there She's trying to, I think she's trying to want to leave, but Fergus has the keys, and Fergus basically says, like, you can look dead, and they won't get you.
0: Right, I mean, we should mention that, that, like, the central conflict here is the town is trying to sacrifice the Phillips family for this year. Yeah, and then that leads to a really dumb, baffling ending.
3: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, well, I just
2: want to say, okay, so if Fergus has the keys to their bus, why doesn't he just roll out of town?
1: Because he's because he wants to get with his wife, I think. But, I
2: mean, it's just for the <laughs> evening, right? Like, after midnight, something happens, someone gets taken, and then... I don't know. That's just... true.
0: <laughs> yeah. That would have been a good point, yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway, so get to the ending.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I mean, the, the basically the conclusion is Fiona convinces her whole family to dress up like zombies so they don't get taken. And that, to me, is just kind of... It seems like a really sort of easy way to do it. Like, can't the dead people like, recognize that they're alive? Don't they have, like, a living person
3: sense? (laughs) Apparently, like, their sense of smell has died because they just see the people dressed up in makeup and assume that they're dead. Fergus. Fergus, like, oh, we're doing what you told us. Laying dead.
2: I just feel like Fee is really almost sadistic in this scene. (laughs) Like, she gets too much (laughs) pleasure out of sending this guy back to (laughs) the underworld world for a year. Yeah, I, that's I think, Yeah, that's what ticks me off the most. is It's just so <laughs> out of character.
0: Yeah, and doesn't Fergus mention that he hasn't had anything to eat or drink in a year? So shouldn't he be dead at this point?
3: Who knows? They really <laughs> don't explain that. I think that's yeah. one of the elements of suspension of disbelief that you need to have when you're watching a TV show like this. But it's, like, so ridiculous that you can't suspend your disbelief.
0: Yeah, and I kind of wish that they had just done... I, I, I don't know... Like I said for me Halloween is such a, an important holiday and so much of the ritual of it means so much to me that I kind of wish they had just done sort of like a trick or treat adventure sort of episode and had something wacky happen somewhere and but like just in like a normal town not in a town with a deep dark secret which is what so weird usually does. Um uh, because when you just when I just hear the word so weird Halloween episode what my brain jumps to is way more interesting than this.
1: <laughs> Agreed. Maybe the writers were like I don't know, every episode's a Halloween theme. Let's just <laughs> be lazy.
3: <laughs> yeah, it does
0: it, it does seem like they phoned this one a little in a little bit. But
1: also
3: I think like originally they weren't planning on this episode or fountain. It was Disney who wanted two holiday episodes and had them do it. Oh,
1: so really? maybe that's why they filmed them back to back. Well, this
2: one I always get the feeling that this one was pushed by Disney is, like, an episode that needed to be lighthearted. Like, you're, you're taking this show and concept too seriously, writers, so throw in a silly episode, will you? You know, especially after Banshee.
1: <laughs> uh, and this one is written, well, on Wikipedia it says it's written by Tom J. Astle. But, yeah, the writer who I believe is the, not the main writer of the show, but the creator of the show, I think. But it's also
3: interesting that if this is an episode that
1: Disney pushed, it's
3: interesting that it aired so rarely. Maybe it's just because it was a Halloween-themed episode, but all the copies of it online are atrocious. It's one of the episodes that I can't remember watching on TV.
0: Um, Well, you know, you say that maybe it didn't get aired too much because it was Halloween-themed, but, you know, Disney showed the Halloween Town movies, like, all the time.
3: Yeah, and they're Mm -hmm. still doing it to this day.
0: Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay. I, I can't say I watch much of the Disney Channel now, here in 2017.
3: Only on Halloween. <laughs> Do we have anything good to say about this
0: one? <laughs> um,
2: I like the opening monologue.
0: I like that, too. We're Fee's yeah. in the coffin?
2: I totally wasn't expecting that when I rewatched the show, and <laughs> it kind of gave me the shivers.
1: <laughs> it is- is- opening
3: okay. freaks me out because it implies that jack and carrie were like throwing dirt on top of fiona (laughs) and like imagining that is like more amusing than this entire episode
0: (laughs) well you know and just opening the episode with the implication that our protagonist is being buried alive is is a little dark
1: (laughs) it's like let's do something a little bit dark so they just did the intro like that and that's it I like those shots
0: of the raven, which seems like it's foreshadowing something, but really isn't. It's just kind of spooky ambience.
3: Yeah, really. I like that too. <laughs> and the candy man. The guy who gives like the candy samples to Joffrey <laughs> and Carrie. I felt like he should have been more important than he was.
0: Well, he seems excessively odd.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I guess that's another thing with this episode. Like, It seems like they're setting up a lot of things, but they just don't really go anywhere. Instead, the... Main plot of the episode doesn't really have much to do with all that setup in the first half.
1: I liked um, when Fee and Molly are walking downtown and everything keeps scaring Molly. I don't know why that was funny to me. And then, I don't know if you guys noticed what Jack's costume was or what he was wearing, but you could see it um, towards the very end. He has a skateboard basically in his body, like half a skateboard sticking out from the front and back.
0: He's an impaled skateboarder. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I never noticed that. That's cool.
1: Yeah, you should go back and look. It's hilarious.
0: That's a pretty cool costume.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It is, especially because it brings back memories of Brink. even though that was Roller Skate. Yeah,
0: well, you know, my brain Ah! went there, too. (laughs) Yeah, so so like I said, I like some of the early stuff in the episode. But as I said, once Fergus shows up, the whole thing goes off the rails and becomes irritatingly goofy. And that last Sugar. shot with his face in the tombstone—what the what the hell was that all about? <laughs> I, mean, I hate that. I don't know. Oh, you know, just, just so it, bad. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it should be a bigger deal. Oh, you're having like an established kind of TV star who's you know pretty much and an he, icon. He, he, for he's people important in to.
1: Age. He's important to the show.
0: Yeah, because he's the producer.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, he's the executive producer. One of them. And um, I found a couple things where he talks about the show. Uh, So there's a newspaper article that I found, like an old clipping. I guess the article was written while the show was airing. He called the show wonderful. And interestingly, he said he acted in two episodes.
0: Ooh.
2: So, yes. I mean, we only know of this one, right? Did he have, like, a voice acting role in one that was, like, uncredited? And then there was a promo that's on the So Weird forums under the commercials thread. And it's just kind of nice because you see him in his like director's chair or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he says um, he's talking about the cast and he says they're entertaining to watch. They're funny. They're a fabulous team that I'm so incredibly proud of. So I thought that was nice. He really um, enjoyed his time on the show, I think. Yeah, he
0: seemed to be a real champion for the series, which just makes it even weirder that when he shows up in this episode, his performance is terrible and he's super annoyed.
3: (laughs) I know. I think that's the writers of this episode in general.
0: I mean, I guess, but a lot of those acting decisions were his. (laughs) Yeah, so like I said, it is kind of a shame that this one isn't too good. Though... I mean, I, I don't hate it. I think I still probably like it better than any of e- the season three episodes.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this feels more like a season three episode.
0: Yeah. No, it does. Because it is a little goofier. And it's not even fun goofy like some of the previous. <laughs> like, you know, I like simplicity. This is this is not as good as simplicity.
3: <laughs> and it's mm. funny that you mention that. Because for the longest time... Growing up, like, I always confused Fergus and Todd Raxel and thought that they were the same person.
1: They have similar so.
0: personalities.
1: <laughs> yeah. And they're
0: both really manic, so I can see that.
1: Really annoying. <laughs> so I just Googled Henry Winkler So Weird, and I found this Q&A from this old So Weird fan site. I could put that in the description. He talks a little bit about... Well, no, they're pretty good questions, like, Where did the idea come from? I can read that one. Michelle Davis and Alec Griffith, with whom I had previously worked on sightings, um, came to me with an idea for doing a paranormal show involving children. I thought it was a great idea, and it took about two years to sell. We went to all the various networks and finally received a big yes from Disney Channel. Then Tom Hmm. Astle, the creator and writer who also serves as one of the series' executive producers, really gave it the form that finally became the pilot. As a matter of fact, in a recent issue of TV Guide, the magazine selected our show as one of the top ten new kids' shows.
2: They went to a bunch of different networks, and it actually got picked up by Disney, which I find really funny, actually.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I would have assumed that it was developed for Disney.
3: Well, I think at this time, this is when uh, Disney became like a basic cable network. Right. So they are trying to expand their audience and trying to redefine themselves.
0: And though the big takeaway from that article is apparently Henry Winkler also produced the show Sightings, which I definitely remember watching as a kid. Uh, does anybody else remember that show? No.
3: I don't, mm-hmm. but Henry Winkler was also the, one of the producers for Strange Days Up Blake Holsey High, which came a few mm-hmm. years after So Weird. It starred um, Michael Cedar and Shadia Simmons along with a few other people. Who've been on other Disney shows, and it was another show about strange things going on.
0: Well, well, sightings. It was basically unsolved mysteries, but spooky bullshit all the time.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> they talk about you know aliens and ghosts and whatever, and uh-huh. it was super cheesy. But I definitely was way into it as a kid. I, I enjoyed that show a lot. So I guess what does Henry Winkler have like this interest in the su- supernatural?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess he does.
0: <laughs> Weird. So, so anyway, do we have anything else we <laughs> want to say about this?
1: Okay. It's
0: weird
3: how no. <laughs> the owner just like, blurts out the entire story, tells everybody, like, okay, so this town really wanted to kill us, and we got to go. And Molly's just like, okay, where's the keys? It's just so abrupt.
0: Well, you know, like I mentioned this on the previous recording. It's another example of Molly being presented with something obviously strange and supernatural and just shrugging her shoulders and going, yeah, whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah. I guess I would say that this is an episode where I feel like the humor just doesn't work for me at all. And the, char- like, Fee felt out of character to me. So, are we going to do ratings?
0: Oh, you go first.
2: Okay, this episode gets two big thumbs down. Don't like the humor, don't care for the story, and Fee's out of character. Just, wow. Three strikes, you're out.
0: Well I would I gave this one a five out of ten because I do like some of the early spooky ambient stuff, but that's pretty that's still pretty low.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, I agree with
1: that for all for the same five. reasons. I'm gonna give it a three.
0: <laughs> oh man. Three is real bad, Cat. Just cause I
1: wouldn't even watch like watch it at all. I would just skip it yeah. all the time.
0: Yeah, I think there's only one other I would put below this one. Which is vampire, which I really don't like. So,
3: no, um, I definitely take vampire for this. I think this one is my my least favorite episode for the first two seasons.
0: All right, so it, so I mean, is that it? Are we done? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, one of the uh, the which one of the twins is it?
1: I think it's Tia. Tia
0: Malory wants to reboot Sister Sister. And a lot of websites have run with this thing like, oh, you know, Sister Sister reboot. But really, she just like, she really wants to do it. There's no production company or writers attached or anything. So they're kind of making a molehill, a mountain out of a molehill here. But are there any big fans of that show here? Or?
1: I mean, I just yeah. liked it. A reboot, I don't think is necessary. But I'm thinking if Sister Sister can't, or they're struggling to get a writer and producer, then yeah, so weird's chances.
0: <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Sister Sister <laughs> is a show people actually remember. You know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, we just need someone who's like a super director, super famous, can do whatever project he wants.
0: yeah Steven Spielberg.
2: he's Super, to be a super, <laughs> so weird fan. That's all we need, guys.
3: We should hit up Henry Linkler.
0: How much sway does Henry Winkler have in Hollywood these days? He's the bonds. You you can just go into the studios and go, hey, and get anything greenlit, right? Exactly.
2: (laughs) I guess the thing is, I feel like all of these reboots that are being announced, I just, they don't feel necessary. Like, none of them feel necessary to me. The only one that I would actually feel was necessary was so weird because... It didn't end as it was supposed to, and they totally screwed up the third season. So,
0: Some of the reboots, I mean, like, with Twin Peaks, that made a lot of sense because that show ended on a huge cliffhanger. And bringing back Mystery Science Theater made sense to me because you can do that formula over and over again, and it won't get old. But something like Full House, like, did we need a Full House reboot? And something like Sister, Sister, like, I don't think we. the world is crying out for that. I mean, I'm sure there are somewhere... On the internet, probably listening to this show, and they're going to rip my throat out. A super diehard sister <laughs> sister fan, but I can't imagine there is a huge audience calling out for that.
3: No, but something there is a huge audience calling out for, it. and what almost happened was a Life with Derek reboot, where it would be a sequel show, and Derek and Casey would be back living at home. They'd be adults. Um, I remember reading something about them sharing a room in the basement. And that, I'm really disappointed, fell through because, like, they had a script, they did a table read, and everything for a pilot, and it just didn't get picked up. And I'm still disappointed because we could have finally had a shot of seeing Derek and Casey finally end up together, and it was taken away. Yeah,
0: that's a thing. I don't even know what that is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I've never didn't watched didn't watch that. Life with Derek?
0: Uh, I think Life with Derek was a little after my time, Kat.
3: That was the only show I watched on Disney after So Weird. After So Weird was removed, I made a vow to myself I would (laughs) never watch another show on Disney Channel again because I was so angry. But then Life with Derek was on, and it wasn't a stupid laugh track show. It was good. It was interesting. I liked it. Michael Cedar was cute. I wound up shipping Derek and Casey, (laughs) and I'm still heartbroken all these years later. You
0: know, I don't think I made some sort of conscious decision to say I was done with Disney Channel after So Weird ended it. I, my, the real turning point for me was um, I used to really like the original movies, and one of them, I think it was like the Poof Point or something, was really really bad, and I just kind of drifted away from the channel after that.
3: I like uh, the Poof Point.
0: And speaking of, you know, Halloween Town, Halloween Town Two was really super disappointing to me. I don't know what our general consensus on that one is. But I really was super... I loved the first one as a kid. And even as a kid, I was very, very disappointed in the sequel. And I think that was another thing that made me kind of drift away from Disney Channel.
3: I don't know. The only thing that really disappointed me with the sequel is that they changed Halloween Town. They changed the characters. Like, Luke looked nothing like himself. Weird. But
0: my big complaint with Halloween Town, too, is there was very little actual Halloween Town in it. Like they didn't set much of the movie in the titular location and now we are totally off topic but the point i'm making is you know back in the day the reason why buddhist is disappointing is because disney did a lot of really cool halloween stuff like like halloween town was a lot of fun and that movie holds up pretty well and under wraps was a lot of fun and that movie also holds up pretty well can of worms was cool and all that stuff is is pretty solid and then there's this which is not (laughs)
1: Wow, way to to run that back to
2: the theme of the episode.
0: (laughs) Bringing it full circle.
1: (laughs) Well, in a way, I think um, John Cooksey was a writer for Halloween Town too, right?
0: Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah, on the forum, there's a Halloween Town post, and someone mentioned, like, the family or what characters, whatever, remind me of the Phillips family, and then... um, the user, The Boss Applesauce, replied. I'm just going to read it. Her opinion is that she thinks that Halloween Town represents the Phillips. Like, Marnie is Fee, Dylan is Jack, Gwen is Molly. Maybe Grandma Kathleen okay. is Aggie.
0: <laughs> you know, I can sort of see it, and I think it is fair to say there is a big crossover in between So Weird Fans and Halloween Town fans. You know, they were on the network around the same time, so I think if you remember one, you probably remember the other. Anyway, so are we done?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I guess. guess.
0: Uh, Okay, so I guess if we're, we're done diddly done, this has been the So Weird Podcast. I'm Zach.
2: I'm Kathy. I'm Emily. And I'm Kat.
0: And keep the faith, I suppose.
2: Bye.